This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. Joining us uh, via the telephone is uh, one of our friends right from the beginning, Sean Bolson, uh, joining us. And Sean, well, I really hoped when we chatted today, we were going to be able to talk about a Vikings big win uh, at home against Tampa. I really thought that's what it was going to be. Unfortunately, that turned out to not be the case. Some early turnovers kind of hurt them and uh, other mistakes uh, throughout the game. Kind of a typical opening week. Both teams made mistakes. The Vikings just made a couple more. They did. You know, uh, two fumbles and an interception. Our defense forced zero turnovers. Yep. Tampa Bay made some uh, adjustments at halftime. Uh, you know, Jefferson with, what, 138 yards in the first half, relatively quiet second half. Uh, Tampa Bay was able to come out and, uh, you, you know, I mean, we were two minutes into the fourth quarter and each team had had one drive. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they did a good job of keeping the ball away from us. When we got it, we had a couple three and outs in, in crucial time. Uh, what we talked about in the past, how, you know, we've given up the third most sacks in the league and we're bringing back the same offensive line. The offensive line wasn't great. Uh, Cousins was a huge mistake right before halftime, give us a little bit of momentum going in. That, that pick was big. Yep. And then just really unable to get anything going after that. It was, uh, it was disappointing. I said the whole game. I'm like, come on, we need it. We need a turnover. Our defense needs. Defense was okay, uh, not great, and offense was, you know, decent in the first half, very lackluster in the second half. You're not going to win a game with that. So pretty no. disappointing. It was a disappointing loss. This was the game. I put more importance on that game because of who they have to play tomorrow night uh, in Philadelphia. That's going to be a really difficult win on short days to go into Philly and win. So I really thought they needed that. You don't like to start 0-2. That used to be not a very big chance of making the postseason. That's a a little different now because they play 17 games and there's only four teams in your division. Um, But nonetheless, uh, that did make... Um, you know, uh, it's it's possible they start zero and two, not where they wanted to begin, and and uh, I was surprised. I I thought that they would take care of Tampa. They shut down Baker Mayfield for three quarters, and then he made some pretty big plays against him in the fourth quarter. He did make some big plays, and and you know, one of the bigger plays was with his legs, and, yep. and uh, you know, Baker was a you know Heisman Trophy winner, high draft, you know. Number one overall, good quarterback, kind of lost his way, kind of found a little bit of a home here, you know. Um, and the thing that, to me, you know, I don't react big time to one loss. Right. But when Detroit goes on the road and gets uh, Kansas City, and when uh, Green Bay goes in and does what they did to Chicago, you know, we're obviously, we got an uphill climb, road to climb in the division. And so... Uh, this week's going to be extremely tough. You know, Philly's a, a really, really good team. Yep. And, uh, you know, other than the Niners, uh, I think they're probably the favorite, you know, in the NFC. And so, yeah, getting off to an 0-2 start, if that happens, uh, you know, you're going to have a hole to dig out of. But it seems like the Vikings can disappoint in areas when you think they're going to win. And sometimes they pull one out of the hat when yep. you don't think they're going to. So, uh, you know, that's kind of what we're going to have to hope for this weekend. But, with that defensive line that Philadelphia has in the state of our offensive line, I'm not real confident that it's going to go our way. 
Yeah, and besides the fact there's injuries now too. Darasau is nicked up already. Bradbury has a back issue that's flared up on him uh, since last year. Now, Bradbury's not an all-pro of any kind, but I still would like him better than Schlotman uh, at the center position. And, and Ingram continues to struggle. He gets wild with his arm and knocks the ball away from Cousins. That was that first fumble that was forced. Uh, last year, he stepped on Cousins' foot about three times, and those are three of the sacks that Cousins endured was because of Ingram stepping on him, let alone just waving as Aaron Donald and various others go racing by him. It was a surprise to me that they didn't address the middle three spots in the offensive line uh, in the offseason. I was surprised that they didn't do something there. Yeah, um, you know, Ingram, you know, I was okay with letting him, you know, try to take a big step forward this year. And again, we're one game in. Yeah. Hopefully he can do that. It wasn't a you know a great first game. Uh, Bradbury has had injury problems and has been a marginal center at best. Yeah, I would have to think if there were some good options for a center, they we would have snatched them up. I don't think there are that many great centers out there that were available. Mm. You know, so now we're down to our number two, um, and so you know that's the NFL. You look what happened with the Jets. You know, Rogers plays three plays done for the year. Yeah. Every team's going to deal with injuries. Um, but your quarterback, your center, those are some big ones. So, yeah, even that we both consider him obviously in the bottom half of the league in centers, uh, mm. Bradbury's, you know, continued. And a back isn't something that all of a sudden that's great. You know, it just seems to linger and you hear about it yep. all year long. And, and, and so Schlotman is going to probably get quite a few snaps going forward, and we need him to improve. Yeah, that's right, and and hopefully Darasau isn't dinged up too bad. He is. I I like the Vikings tackles. I think Darasau and O'Neill are a very solid uh, pair of tackles. It's just those those middle three. And Ezra Cleveland continues to start. This has got to be year four, I think, for him as a starting offensive lineman, or at least a lineman who plays a lot uh, for right. the Vikings. And he's at that other guard position. And not every team, you know, there is no team in the NFL that's perfect. Everybody has weaknesses somewhere. It's just it's kind of hard to overcome it when it's your middle three offensive linemen because those linemen get pressure up the middle. That's that's tougher, especially on a less-than-mobile quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Correct. And if you look at what these top teams are doing, like the Eagles, you know what? They're built around their D-line on defense. Yep. They have good you know secondaries, but their D-line wreaks havoc, and, and that really gets us because when you talk about you know what we saw from Addison, you got J.J., you got Osborne, you got Hawkinson. We have weapons. We, we, we have adequate weapons on the outside, but if you don't have time to get it to them, uh, you know, it's not great. And that's where I was a little surprised. You know, Hawkinson wasn't more involved. Um, you know, your tight end can be that guy to get it out of the hands right away. I just really think uh, we did a poor job of uh, adjusting offensively in the second half. We essentially let the Tampa Bay defense take us out of what we were trying to do. And, uh, you know, it just it wasn't a good combination, and it ended up with a very disappointing home loss. And no ground game at all, and they didn't ever really try and establish any kind of a ground game. They throw 44 passes, 17 rushing plays, which is really out of whack. I, th- I think they got to have some kind of a ground game. I don't expect 50-50. That's not the modern NFL. But a little closer than 44-17 to 17, uh, in plays run, uh, I think they need to have a little bit of a ground game. I think Madison can do that. Yeah, I do too. Um you know, but again, Madison can do that if there's any some sort of holes. Right. And so, you know, the offensive line being able to open up some holes against, you know, this week to me 
San Francisco and Philly have the two best defensive lines in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to be a real tough test for us this, this week. And a lot of these games are definitely won in the trenches. And, and uh, you know, I was okay with our secondary play. I thought we had glimpses of doing okay. Um, we didn't let Mayfield torch us like we had seen in the past with that shell defense. I was okay with that, but we really need to step it up because, um, you know, I, I don't look for the Vikes to score a ton of points this week with, you know, Cousins being pressured all the time. Uh, I don't think our offensive line is going to win, so that leads to the rushing game really not being effective. So yep. really uh, we're, we're going to need something really good to happen for us to get out of Philly with a win. Yeah, and then it's the Chargers next week, and then the Chiefs two weeks after that, and then the Niners two weeks after that, sandwiched around the Panthers and Bears, those games on the road. At least those three games are all at home for the Vikings, but all very difficult games. We could look up, and that 49ers game then has them seven weeks uh, into the season, I think, yes, and it's possible they're two and five at that point. Correct. Uh, yeah, those are some possible. wicked teams. So let's 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 advance and let's be negative for a second and say that's where they're at. That they're two and yep. five. That they don't pull off an upset of one of these very good teams in the NFL. I'm hearing a lot of rumors that the Jets are making phone calls and one of the teams they're making a call to about a veteran quarterback is the Vikings and uh, Kirk Cousins. Now I I'm not ready to do that yet. But if they're two and five, I might be ready to let the Jets Jets take Cousins and we can get some decent compensation. Or are you riding with Cousins through the end? He's not under contract for next year. Well, no. I mean, if you're two and five and, and you got uh, you're you're staring up the mountain at the Lions and the Packers. Yeah. You know, I'm open to that. The, the The big thing that I've always said is, you know, Cousins fundamentally is a good quarterback. You yep, look at a yep. lot of these teams that do well; they're a little bit more. Uh, uh, they, they have a quarterback that has more mobility. Yep. Now, you look at what San Francisco did to Pittsburgh, Purdy's not mobile, no. um, but he, he's savvy in the pocket, um, and they have a lot of pieces around him. Yeah. We don't have enough pieces around us, a.k.a. the five guys on the line in front of him, hmm. to allow him the kind of time you need for a quarterback that's not mobile. So, right. yeah, but, you know, the other thing is who next? Yeah. Where do you go next? Yeah. A- and it's very easy to say, yep, I don't like what we have, get rid of them. But then you have to realize the next week you've got to march somebody else to lead that team at the quarterback position. And I yep. don't know that we have anybody that I'm comfortable with or there's anybody that you can say, hey, this is who we should get. Now, if we could get adequate compensation, which a team in need, you know, Zach Wilson's not going to be the answer in, no. in uh, New York. How Josh Allen and the Bills couldn't get it done after Aaron Rodgers went out, I'm a bit puzzled with because yeah. the Bills is one of my picks in the AFC, but um, you know the Jets have a good defense, and I would imagine a very capable veteran quarterback would look really nice in their organization because Rodgers is done. The Jets feel like they're a Super Bowl team. All they needed was a better quarterback. They went out and got him, and then he blows out the Achilles in that very first week. They didn't change their mind about what kind of a team they have. They still believe they're a Super Bowl team. But after looking at Robert Salah's face after Rodgers went down and, and Zach Wilson was on the field quarterbacking the team, one look at Salah's face and you went, he doesn't think this is, <laughs> you know, that this is the no. quarterback that he wants out there. They're going to make some sort of a move. I think, at that position. I can't see them riding all year with Zach Wilson uh, at that spot. And 
You know, sure, it's easy to say, let's trade Cousins for who? Well, if you're 2-5, and five, it doesn't matter after that. Who's their backup right now, number 12? I can't even think of his name. You, you go with him. You sign a quarterback, a veteran free agent in the offseason for a stopgap after you acquire a young quarterback. I don't know if they think that this fifth-round draft pick uh, that they selected this year is, is a quarterback of the future. I was hoping they would acquire Trey Lance. Now, after seeing what's going on with the Jets and these other movements, I really wish they had acquired uh, Trey Lance in, in right. that deal because then you could say, all right, if the Vikings are 2-5 and five or 1-4 and four or whatever and they decide yeah, to move on, you've got a guy and you can trade yeah. Cousins. But now that's not going to happen. No, and a fourth-round pick would have been, you know, right now if anybody just said, hey, will you take uh, – Lance for a fourth round pick. I again, I also like his athletic ability. Yeah, uh, I, I would, I would have liked to seen that. Um, I think it says a lot that the Jets are going to pursue somebody that they were able. I mean, right now, if you look at it, Kansas City and Buffalo are the AFC teams that we have looked at for the last couple of years, saying they're it. Yep. And for the Jets to lose their starting quarterback three plays in and get it done against the Bills tells you how good their defense is and how good their team is. So. I do look for them to do something. It'll be interesting, you know, if that is uh, the route they pursue, and if it, they do pursue it, what what we're looking at. Yeah, they they made Josh Allen look bad. I mean, what four four turnovers bad. he had. Yeah. I mean, he's a spectacular athlete. However, he makes some bad decisions. It looks to me like when he gets under pressure, everything kind of speeds up on him. Whereas other guys under pressure, and I really think Brock Purdy is one of these guys, when others are under pressure, things slow down for them, and they make those correct decisions. That certainly looks like Purdy right now. That does not look like Josh Allen. No, it doesn't. And Allen, you know, one of the turnovers, uh, you know, was on third and long, and he threw a bomb sure, and got yep. intercepted at the five, whatever. But it's like a punt, yeah. He, yep, he, he basically reminds me of uh, – more talented with his legs, uh, Brett Favre. If you remember Brett early in his career, he'd be winging gunslinger. it. Yep. He'd be winging it, and that's what Allen does. And he's got the uh, he's got the arm to do that uh, as he continues to mature. I I love him as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he's spectacular. Has all the tools, but yeah, wasn't uh, very good protecting the ball, and especially after the Giant or the Jets had lost him, uh, Rogers right away. I would have expected them to get out of that game with a W, and they didn't. So it's a bit yeah. concerning for the Bills also. Yeah, I, I think so. But a 17-game season is still a lot uh, to go. But but it is a, a week-by-week league. You know, we, we, we do react because there's one game uh, each week, and then you have all these days to talk about it. So people tend to overreact maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe I am about the Vikings. I, 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 I think I picked them to go 10-7. and seven. Uh, I'll stick with that. Um, but uh, but after watching against Tampa, I'm a little less confident that there's that many wins in the in the offing for him. In large part because of that middle defense and secondarily, they didn't have a consistent pass rush against the Bucks uh, all day on Sunday. You have to have more than just Daniil Hunter and and Harrison Smith blitzing from the secondary. They need to get some pass rush from those other guys up front. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, like I said, I was okay with how our corners held up and our mm-hmm. secondary, but yeah, uh, the ability to get pressure on the quarterback is something that's plagued us, and uh, it looks like that's still an issue. Yeah, and you know, the defensive secondary, like you said, looked pretty good. I like that Harrison Smith is up around the line of scrimmage. He makes plays up there. Uh, he can get 
to the quarterback when he's when he's blitzing to try and and do that and and it it is more fun to watch a more aggressive defense. I will say there there's likely going to be times this year when I wish they weren't blitzing quite as much because they're going to get deep, uh, get beat deep on some balls. But I think overall uh, it should be a great change. It looked like it in week one. Yep, it was a much much more impressive defense to watch than sitting back and just letting the dink and dunks happen, you know, with our old shell and and so on. And Forrest, you can tell he's engaged. He's wanting to get there from a lot of different areas, but he did it in a smart way too. We didn't do it in a way where. You know, it was just a complete gamble where you get a sack or you give up a touchdown. I, I thought it was very strategic, and, you know, I was okay with the uh, with the first week. And if you give up that many points all year, our offense is going to we, – we knew we were going to give up some points. That's a game our offensive should have scored more to win, yes, period. Right. That's right, 100%, no doubt about that. The defense was fine uh, against Tampa, although they were facing Baker Mayfield. Uh, they're going to face some tougher quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and and uh, Justin Herbert in the next two weeks. Uh, they will face more talented throwers of the football uh, coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, let's yep. talk the Twins just here briefly, uh, Sean. Uh, you know they're they're seven and a half game lead. They're going to the playoffs, and for the first time, I think in years. I feel pretty good about the first two starting pitchers that they're going to send out in a what'll be a short three-game series. I do too. I do too. And like we said before, uh, hitting has been a bit inconsistent. We strike out a lot, but uh, you know what? We can also knock the ball around and put some runs up there. So I feel really good about a three-game series. And and you know our rotation is as good or better than we thought it would be in yep. the uh, preseason and. Now we put ourselves in the spot, you know, our famous line, let's be relevant. Yep. Well, the Twins are more than relevant this year. You know, they are. And uh, I do think we have a chance to, to get through the first round. And, you know, we're still the Minnesota Twins. We're not in the top ten in payroll. Right. You know, we're still working with what we have to work with. Uh, Lewis has been just such a joy. So much to fun watch. to watch. Yeah. You know, and and just seeing, you know, he's going to be a young kid. He's going to be around for a long time. We did a nice job drafting there and, uh, I don't like how we handled them the first couple of years, right. but now that we do have them where we are, I mean, what a what a fun kid to watch and yeah. hopefully watch for the next 10 years. That's right. Sean, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Sean Bolson joining us on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.